Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning, everyone. How are you all doing this beautiful day? You know, here it is really hot in the state of Arizona. As I am broadcasting on the fabulousTalkZone.com internet radio. And I know that since we have last talked, you guys are all doing well. OMG is what I'm going to go right into talking today about the temperature. Today is going to be 111. And remember I told you that uh, we were told when my husband and I first moved here that you always add five to the temperature because that's the real temperature. Well, I'm not sure how you know true all that is, but <clears throat> excuse me, I can tell you, I could, I could tell you that it's hot. Okay. And, um, you know, but we've been experiencing the triple digit weather here in Arizona, you know, for some time, but I am noticing that the 111 degree temperatures, 100, 809 temperatures that we have experienced before, it now seems that it's hotter than the last, you know, year or two, you know, uh, uh, so in my opinion, you know, it feels much hotter. And I don't know if any of you that reside here in Arizona, um, are you experiencing that? Are you noticing how much more penetrating the sun, um, it, you know, is? Well, today, we are going to be talking about, we're going to have an open dialogue. And we, and I do have my guest. My guest is my fabulous, knowledgeable, and one of his kind mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, aka my brother. And, uh, so we're going to bring him on right now so that we can start, start having our talks. Good morning, Reginald. Good morning. I'd rather have triple digits than double digits minus in Chicago. That's, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. But, um, so, so how was your day going? I know you got a busy day today and, and everything. I know you're traveling right now as we're talking. Yeah, in the car, uh, on the move, uh, busy day. Uh, but it's good. Looking forward to it and, um, just happy to, be alive, happy that God has uh, continued to breathe his breath into my body and has allowed me to uh, continue to help and bless others. So that's what it's all about in my book. Fabulous, fabulous. And it would be nice if more and more of us, you know, wake up with that kind of attitude instead of waking up with an attitude of defeat or, or you're, you know, not knowing that you are a conqueror and you have and you do have someone that is behind you in front, back, top, bottom and both sides of you, making sure that what it is that you need for that day is available. But that's a whole nother discussion, though. <laughs> OK, Rachel, I thought that I would talk a little scientific talk this morning. OK, so now <clears throat> now, Rachel, the scientists now you and I have discussed this before. Scientists say that the ozone layer is depleting and therefore it is not sh uh, shielding the sun. And, you know, this has been going on for a while now. Now, 
the you know it says that the function of the ozone layer is to shield the earth from the harmful ultraviolet rays of the sun and to keep the earth warm the ozone layer is composed of ozone in which is a molecule that is made up of three oxygen atoms bonded together now one of the greatest and most dangerous effects of pollution on the ozone layer is that it creates holes in the atmosphere which also allow potential ultraviolet rays from the sun to reach the Earth's surface. I don't know, Reginald. Are you feeling any? Well, you've just been here for, uh, oh, it'll almost be three months. But, you know, even when you were, you know, in your previous uh, location there in Illinois, did you notice any difference in the, in you know, like the sun or, um, you know, just variation of the weather? Oh, so definitely. Um, the sun uh, just seemed more more penetrating. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed so much more um, uh, harsh, I guess, um, for lack of a better word. Um, uh, so, yeah, the sun just definitely seemed more uh, stronger, just more penetrating than, say, uh, you remember when from, from 20, 30 years ago or, or when you were a kid. And then you just throw in the weather, just the weather, the change of the of the weather. Um, and, and I like how you know it's known as as climate change, not so more now as as uh, global warming because you know it definitely is warmer. But but there's just been a change in in the weather all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, be that as it may, you know, certain people or politicians can deny science or attempt to deny science all they want to try to appease uh, some of the people who are throwing donor money to them. But the facts are from, from science, and that's another thing, it's pretty sad when a certain party uh, decides that they want to ignore science, uh, you know, just to appease a certain part of the population. But mm-hmm. uh, but there definitely is a change in, in the weather just from the statistics that that I have heard uh, scientists talking about, you know, just mm-hmm. change all around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and I know that all of us do note that there is a change. But, you know, as you were saying uh, from the political uh, realm of it, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of under table things going on, you know, like there's been talk about, you know, diesel fuel and, you know, we, we have a lot of gas guzzling cars and all of that. And all of that is affecting, um, the ozone. And I would, I would like to read, uh, uh, something else here. It says the ozone layer depletion is caused by the release of hydrofluorocarbons or HCHCs and chloro, uh, and chlorofluorocarbons or CFCs which are used widely as solvents, insulating foams, and refrigerants. Now, this says that these uh, substances are non-toxic, stable, and environmentally safe regional, but on the, you know, in the lower atmosphere. But, however, their stability causes them to float up to the stratosphere via the wind and action. So when the wind picks this up from the lower atmosphere and brings it up, then that's when we got issues. Once, once there, the ultraviolet radiation from the sun breaks up the CSCs, releasing bromine and chlorine atoms. Now, this is what it says on acid.com. And listen, the scary part about all of this, Reginald, is that 
It's not like there's a team of experts that can go up to the atmosphere, <laughs> you know, the, the stratosphere where the ozone layer is located and repair it, okay, building a bunch yeah. of scaffolds up there. You know, I will say that researching and educating myself on the topic is fascinating, but I don't know about, you know, um, you know, all my listeners out there, but I have been concerned about, you know, um, this, this, you know, the climate change and reading about the ozone layer for quite some time, because this isn't something that just started happening. This has been going on for, for a long time, you know? Yeah, because so. I can remember just, uh, you know, other scientists and, and people talk about, you know, like a hole in the ozone layer and all of that, you know? So, so this isn't something that has just started happening, and this isn't uh, something that, um, you know, uh, well, but let me put it this way. It's, it hasn't started happening, but it has exacerbated where now it's, it's, it's really a concern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we have to have cleaner fuel. Um, we can't be burning this old coal like we uh, did so many years ago. And, you know, so, so we need cleaner, you know, these fossil fuels that we're burning and everything. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, President Kennedy talked about how we all share this this small planet, and and we do. So what affects one part of the planet, you better believe it's going to affect another part of the planet because we're all connected. Exactly. And, you know, better start looking at this now uh, because this this Earth is is on loan from us from God. Um, I may be upset a few people because I'm you know talking. It doesn't matter. You have the right to your opinion. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 we're supposed to take care of it. We're supposed mm-hmm. to love it and 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 give it and hand it down to the next generation the way it was or better. Exactly. And, 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 so and it's so that's, that's yeah. My yeah, and I definitely agree with you because what we should be doing generations are supposed to be better. All right. And then, you know, that could be a whole nother topic, too, because, I, you know, I, I, you know, generations are in, in a lot of instances. I know that man has made a lot of leaps and bounds and and um, gratifying, you know, feats and things like that. But then on the other hand, we've made we have not, you know, we have gone backwards and or just not moved and things like that in a lot of instances. OK, well, that was good. Okay, hey, I I have a reminder here to ask um, the listeners out there, Reginald, and I want to know, do you know that you can download the TalkZone.com app? Now, I'm sure that a lot of you out there know this already, but for those of you who don't or haven't already downloaded the app, I want you to know that you can download the app onto your devices, and this way you can listen to my show on any device, no matter where you are. Now, I want to share with you, my listeners, so is that, you know, my archive shows so far, I've been uh, only able to get them, you know, from my um, uh, laptop or something like that. But um, otherwise, um, you know, you can always go, you know, to the website for the archive. And then I'm also told you have to subscribe to the to the podcast, you know. And then so you say, well, you know, yes, I do. I have it on my phone, guys. I have it on my my laptop. My husband has it. So, you know, um, uh, Internet radio is is up and coming. 
And, um, you know, and, and, um, I probably, I am not probably, I am putting a plug in for talkzone.com. So, you know, it would be, you know, there's a lot of good stations, uh, programs on here besides me. So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it would be good to, to go and, um, and, uh, download that. Do, are you, uh, do you have that on your phone yet, Reginald? I know you were saying you were gonna. Yeah, I, I actually don't. So that was, uh, a good plug for me. So mm-hmm. way, I can uh, I can listen and I can uh, tell others as well. Because I've been telling people about uh, Talk Zone, so now that I know that there's an app, I'll let them know that they can put the app on the phone and download it and get all the good stuff. Woohoo! Absolutely. Well, look, I have I'm, I I I have an announcement. As I said, this is the kind of an open dialogue, so I have an announcement that I would like to make, Reginald. And what it is is that uh, Michelle Kubis, you've heard me talk about her um, from time to time. Well, Michelle Kubis, uh, listeners, she is a certified business coach for um, her company named Positive Potentials. Well, she is doing a three-part session that started on the 4th of this month. Okay, so I know, you know, we missed that one, but however, there are two sessions still remaining that you can attend. Now, the dates are the 11th and the 18th of August. Now, um, and the time is from 6 p.m. to 7.30, and you're asking me, okay, so what is this that, that she has? Well, she's going to be at the Burton Bar Library that's located here in Phoenix. That address is 1221 North Central Avenue, and it's, and um, she's going to be in the Hyde Main Room on the second floor. Now, the title of these sessions are Emotional Intelligence, the Innovative Force in the Workplace. Now, this course will teach you how to develop skills to identify and manage your emotions and and um, those of others, as well as to support your work and advance your business success. So this is this is something that I feel that will be very beneficial to all of us out there who have our businesses and, you know, we wanting to constantly catapult our way and learn, you know, how to be not only better, you know, mediators, practitioners in our profession, but also how to run our business. Now, there's plenty of parking and it is free and it is an open forum. So now for more information, I'm going to ask you to please visit her website at www.michellekubis.com or give her a call at 480-510-7166. Okay. All right, I'm all done. I'm all done with that. So I think we are getting ready to have a break right now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have more discussion about the open forum with my fabulous brothers. So go warm up your coffee and your tea and come back with me. that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. 
For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard, give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Only in the forest can you see this. But nothing beats the moment you see that. Cool! That's your child's eyes opening up to a world of possibilities. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. And you might just see this. Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Well, thank you for returning back with me. And you got your fresh coffee and your fresh tea. And so Reginald and I are ready to discuss more topics with you. Now, brother, you already know this, but you know I hear civil traffic cases here uh, for the Maricopa County Justice Courts. And so for all of you out there who don't know, now you know. Okay, so listen, uh, brother. Um, one of the uh, uh, justice of the peace here in, in Arizona, all right, uh-huh. he he sent me this video, all right? And uh-huh. um, it was very interesting as his, his title is How a Driverless Car Sees the Road. <laughs> and okay. it's by this, yeah, it's by this guy. His name is Chris Umson. Um, Ermson, I'm sorry, it's U-R-M-S-O-M, and he is the director of self-driving cars at Google. Okay, have have you heard of this one, Reginald? No, I haven't heard of that one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so this video I'm speaking about, um, was back in, um, was back in uh, March of 2015. Uh-huh. Actually, and so what it says is that statistically, the least reliable part of the car is the driver. <laughs> now, this Chris Armson says he, he he heads up the Google Driverless Car Program. Who knew Google had a driverless car program? I didn't know. See what I mean? Education is fabulous, isn't it? Now, one of the several efforts to remove humans. From the driver's seat is this is is this Google driverless car program. Now, this gentleman talks about where his program is right now, and he shares fascinating footage that shows how the car sees the road and makes autonomous decisions about what to to do next. All right. Now, uh-huh. I invite I invite you guys to go, you know, and um, to go uh, to the website and look at it in its entirety because it is. You know, kind of lengthy, but nevertheless, very interesting. And it's www.ted.com slash talks slash Chris underscore Ermson and how a driverless car sees the road. So 
even if you just plug in how our driverless car sees the road, you probably should be able to get there as long as it's Chris Ermson. So, Reginald, I, I want to share some of the some of the stats from the from the video. OK, now okay. he says he said he says, Reginald, that one point two million people are killed in the world uh-huh. in a year in a year from reckless driving. And wow. 33,000 people are killed just in this country every year. Okay. Wow. He, he says that traffic is getting worse as we have more drivers on the road. He says that vehicle miles traveled have increased in America. And he says that six billion men, six billion minutes a day is spent driving in America. Now he came up with that with, 50 minutes a day driving times 120 million workers in the country. That's how he got that. Okay. okay. Now, okay. what this what this guy is saying basically, Reginald, is that you know there is a a lot of wasted time you know driving on the road because he says that people really don't want to drive. They want to text. You know, they want to turn around in their seat and look for their their chargers or food or whatever. You know, and he says that. People now, I, I you know, I'm going to definitely agree with this one are terrible drivers, you know, and he says that by by basically by making cars smarter, it will be less for the driver to be responsible for. That's just some of the points, guys. So 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 what do you think about that, Reginald? Boy, I can see that. This is one of the terrible drivers. Oh, mm-hmm. And people want to text, yeah, you know, they want to text, they want to eat, uh, they want to reach over. Uh, I can remember a couple of years ago that I was still in Chicago. I'm driving to work. I'm on I-55 and, you know, kind of stopping go traffic. Uh, 55 is pizza famine either. There's no traffic or it's traffic for days. Mm-hmm. Sitting there, you know, kind of in stop and go, move a little, move it. I look over, there's a, it was the newspaper spread out. Over, over the steering wheel and read <laughs> the newspaper. Really? Are you kidding me? And doesn't that just so, scare you? You're you're going to your you're, you're saying, OMG, let me get away from this person. Because you don't yeah. suppose you know particularly if you're on the highway. Okay, and the speeds are seventy and seventy five. And that's another thing, you know, there a lot of the um, you know, a lot of the, 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 the powers to be that design highways and cars and things like that, they think that the answer, you know, one of the answers is, okay, let's speed them up. Let's drive them faster. But that's not the answer at all. Right. You know, you don't need to speed them up. Right. You need to be slowing them down, you know. And, and like the guy you were talking about, he's got the newspaper there on the steering wheel in which I've seen people do that. And I don't see how they're, they even have their phone on the steering wheel and they're texting and carrying on. And, and, and it's like, suppose something, you know, a person stops abruptly in front of you, and then what? Right. I mean, you stop and go or not, you still need to be cognizant of what you're doing. Um, now, I see this uh, a lot in Chicago. I haven't seen it so far uh, since I've been in Arizona. But, okay, ladies, don't get mad at me, but here we go. Women putting on their makeup. Mm-hmm. Traffic. Yes. Traffic. Yes. That's something that needs to be done before you leave the house and when you get to the office. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think people don't realize that, you know, an automobile is a, is a wonderful thing. It, it is just an amazing invention. Also be a killer. It can be uh, 3,000, 4,000 pounds of, of a rolling killing machine. And people mm-hmm. have to take it serious. You know, it is, it is not a joke when you get behind the wheel of a car. It is mm-hmm. something that needs to be taken seriously because you not only have your life, uh, but the lives of your passengers or the lives of, of the people that are in the front. Um, yeah, it's um, terrible drivers. I have to agree with that. Yeah, definitely. And and the thing is, Reginald, uh, I can I can tell you this, that in court, you think, um, you know, when I'm here, civil traffic cases, you think that it would be more of um, of the, the younger generation that I get in, into court that perhaps the accident was caused because they were texting um, and and or, um, or or something like that. But it's not. It's the it's the, you know, people who you think should really know better than to yeah. do anything like that, who are texting you know they're they're on the phone i mean they if you're going to be on the phone at the at least have hands free yeah. you know i mean come on now and and if you get a text it's not important wait till you get at hey at least to the red light at least but then you need to be looking um and paying attention at all times then so my thing is to just take pull off of the road you know and, um, you know, park in a, you know, parking lot or something like that. I don't know, a, some store or something like that. And, and make your phone calls and do your texting and be done with it. <laughs> you know, and then get back on the road. You know, do not drive down the road, guys, as you're texting and, you know, some texts come in or whatever. And you have the phones, you know, a lot of people have their phones regional situated, you know, by their dashboard, you know, and they're looking at that. You know, just that one little split second can cause, you know, something very, you know, very harmful, you know, to yourself and to somebody else. It, it only takes a split second, you know. But um, I, 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 you know, the other thing I want to say about this, and then we're going to go on, is that um, that would definitely change some laws and things like that regarding uh, these these uh, driverless cars, don't you think? Because what the guy also Reginald was saying is that um, the driver, you know, the driver basically would be kind of null and void that the car would take over all of the responsibility. Now, I don't know if I'm, if I'm digging all of that or not, you know, uh, I think maybe we may have lost Reginald his, he's traveling. He may be, um, um, uh, by, by, by something. And, uh, so I'm going to continue on with the uh, conversation. So, but, but ladies and gentlemen, what I, what I think is, you know, is, is what I said. I think that the court's, if this is something that this country is going to definitely look into, it's having driverless, um, uh, you know, driver, driverless vehicles, then, um, you know, we, we really need to, you know, be cognizant of the, okay, that's going to be a game changer because the laws that we have on our books right now, um, are going to need to be changed big time to accommodate cars that are, 
uh, cars that are, um, you know, uh, driverless versus driver, you know, because just think, um, so Reginald, you're back. I'm back. Fabulous. Uh, what I was just continuing on with the conversation with the driverless and what I was just saying to, um, our listeners is that, um, you know, that the laws on the books right now, of course, do not apply, <laughs> let's say. And, um, so that there would have to be, uh, different laws. And I also think that, um, you know, uh, people should have the choice, you know, just, oh, we're just going to make everything driverless cars. It should be a choice because everybody out there is not a bad driver. But, you yeah. know, if you want to have a driverless car, then okay, then that's fine. But, you know, you know, um, I don't, I would not have a driverless car. However, I think, uh, I don't know, Reg, I'd like to hear your opinion on this, that maybe perhaps I would like some of the technology that the driverless, uh, uh, car, uh, uh, offers so that, you know, maybe I could toggle back and forth if needed and or use in addition to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, some of that stuff is is great, but there's really no such thing as a driverless car unless there's not a human being in it, in, in my opinion. So <laughs> if there's a human being behind the wheel, there's, there's got to be somebody driving that car. You know? mm-hmm. so, otherwise, if there's no one in the car, then there's a driverless car. Uh, and, and I think, unfortunately, technology has made, not, not only for cars or, or other things, and, and technology is wonderful. I love it. I, I Any kind of technology, I definitely love it. That makes our lives better. But I think sometimes it has made people lazy. And, and some of the technology in cars have made people uh, somewhat um, less... Um, uh, that's what the word I'm looking for. Oh, mindful. Yeah, mindful, that's a good word, of, mm-hmm. of when they're behind the wheel of, of a car. Uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is a law in Arizona, but I know in, in Illinois uh, that, you know, you have to, if you're on the phone, you ha- it has to be um, a handless, you know, if, if you're on, on the phone. You know, you cannot have your the phone up to your ear. You know, you need that device in your ear. Or, you know, if you don't have the, the Bluetooth uh, thing in your car, like, like what I have, you know, that goes through the radio, uh, mm-hmm. you cannot have that phone up, up to your ear. And I totally uh, agree with that. Um, Absolutely. And, and because some some people, I would see people uh, just on the expressway or, or on the street, and they're driving 15, 20 miles an hour, say, in a 40-mile-an-hour zone, and you go around them and you can bet that phone is up to the ear. So mm-hmm. all their attention is on that conversation mm-hmm. and not on their driving, you know. Yes. So, so now they're, they're putting themselves and others in danger because they're so engraved, ingrained in that telephone call that they're doing. Exactly. And so I, I you know, I totally agree. I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to say this and, and, and then we got another discussion. But, you know, I, you know, I love technology, but technology in my opinion, and I have a master's in it, will never uh, be able to take over man. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, okay, let's, let's you know, because they, they got robots and all this other stuff, which this is somewhat on the, you know, uh, with the, you know, with the robotic technology, um, you know, with the, with the car, car things. But anyway, that was real good. But, you know, I, 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 I want to, I want to see, um, 
uh, hear more from this guy. I'm sure he's going to have some some continuum of his of uh, his his um, uh, discussion about these driverless cars. But we're going to take another couple of minute break here, brother and my listeners. So um, get up and stretch and come back with me. listening to put it all on the table through mediation with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you, my fabulous listeners out there for returning with me and my wonderful guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best health care therapist. Now we're going to we've been, you know, doing some, um, uh, 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 you know, just open dialogue talking about, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, number of interesting um, you know, uh, facts and, and articles. Now, I want to talk about now, brother, this case that I had, uh, this uh-huh. week at the, at the court. Now, okay. um, this case was an elderly gentleman and he was the plaintiff and the defendant, you know, was a lady. She was his neighbor. Now, uh-huh. both of these litigants, as I said, are neighbors. And the reason this matter was being heard in court, guys, is because of a discrepancy regarding a tree that supposedly damaged the shared wall between their properties, okay, in their backyards. Okay, so now you know, you know, it's a common wall. Both parties entered into the courtroom with people on on their sides. However, the plaintiff uh, was the only one that had a witness. All of these other people, I guess, were supportive. Listen, Reginald, support, supporting cast, okay? So now, okay. so now the plaintiff states that the defendant, um, has this huge tree. He was an elderly guy and, um, um, he, he, he was talking quite loudly mm-hmm. and which I found out that he was having some hearing issues. Um, okay. the plaintiff states that the defendant has this huge tree, he says, and I'm going to show you the pictures of it too. I'm going to show you the pictures of it to your honor. He said he went to her, the neighbor, and he tried to discuss this matter with her very civilly and she turned him away every time, you know, like when she gets off work, Reginald, he would go to her and, you know, she's parking her car in the garage and he told me, he said, I want to talk to you about this, the, you know, how you ruined my fence, you know, and uh, with your tree. And so um, I said, well, sir, it isn't your fence. It's both of you guys fence. If it is a common fence, it's a shared commodity there. And so he uh-huh. says, so she didn't want to talk to me. She didn't want to talk to me, Your Honor. So this is why I'm suing her for $600. He says, now, if you look at the pictures here, Your Honor, you see she has this gigantic tree and the roots went up under the tree and that's, and it pushed, the, it pushed the uh, fence up. And, and, um, and so that, and that's how come, you know, I had to have the fence repaired. Okay. So I looked at the pictures, um, you guys, and I, and I said, um, sir, did you forget to give me some pictures? And he said, he said, no, your honor, I didn't. I says, well, I'm looking for the, you said she had a big tree. You know, you even said it was massive in, in one of your descriptions. So I'm looking for the, looking for the tree. He goes, that's it right there. Okay. It was like this. I want to say maybe I'm trying to think of a good, good tree. It was not, it was maybe 20 inches in diameter is, you know, is, is trunk, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but he said it was a massive tree. And then, um, I, I looked at the roots and the roots were very little, but you know, tree roots, they grow all over the place. The roots were very little. 
And and um, he said that it pushed the fence up. Well, there was no um, evidence of, you know, of, of showing me that he pushed the fence up, that the tree pushed the fence up. And or he said, oh, yeah, and then I had a specialist come out, which was his landscaper. And he said, and my landscaper says right here, Your Honor, that it was, you know, the reason that um, this this, uh, the you know, the, the, the fence was damaged was because of, um, you know, the tree. Now, these fences out here, as you know, Reginald, are, are cinder block, you know, and I'm telling my listeners this, too. And so but as I looked at the pictures, Reginald, the, the, the fence was not pushed up. Um, as a matter of fact, the woman, the neighbor, um, she was not at all cognizant of, you know, her, her plants were growing, you know, through parts of the open fence in the back. You know, she had this huge plant and she says, well, I have my landscaper cut that every month. I, I said, ma'am, I'm looking at the pictures and this is way more than a month of growth. I mean, you know, that it was huge. It was a huge plant. And then she had another plant you guys that was growing and it and that caused the top of the fence uh where they put the rebar in to to come you know the top of the fence to come off because you could see the plant was pushing that and so you know yeah he's he wanted to be very argumentative and i had to shut that down you know but my whole point about this is that this is a case that could have gone to mediation you know why why clog up the court with cases like this, guys, this is what I'm talking about right here. Okay. Why, you know, um, take that time and everything, the court's time in, in resolving this, this kind of an issue. This is a low level, you know, dis- dispute. And, um, he had, he, as a matter of fact, he did, um, say that he was selling his home and he has since sold the home and everything. You know what I mean? So by the time, um, because the court is so, you know, clogged up by the time he got, you know, the, 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 the matter to the court, you know, it's like a, a year later, <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So you know, so this huge, like an oak tree. Like, no, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I was asking the, the, um, the neighbor, what was the, you know, what type of tree is this, you know? And she didn't know herself. Um, mm-hmm. She said she bought the house. It, it, the house was built in 99. So she bought it when it was, you know, maybe about four or five years old. She bought it for someone else. So she didn't know what the, you know, what the, what type of tree mm-hmm. it was or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, yeah, from his description, I'm looking for this huge because he said it was a massive tree, you know. So I said, okay, fine. Let, uh, please bring your evidence, you know, to the bench, you know. And then I'm looking at the pictures and I'm, you know. Now, the one thing that I will agree with the defendant on, um, Reginald, is that he had no business being on her property. You know, he had because yeah. he had the fence. He had the fence torn down that section. And then he, the workmen were on her property. I mean, come on now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is, you know, so I, I, I kind of, um, 
very professionally, you know, told them um, a few, you know, a few things and um, that, you know, we we don't need to be arguing with one another about these things. This is something that should have been um, uh, able to uh, to uh, be resolved among the both of you, you know. And um, yeah. but you get but see, but you get a lot of these things in court, you know, about, oh, you know, we have this shared this and then and, and, and they had their dog come over. I mean, it's all kinds of, you know, all all kinds of things that, that that's like that that goes on in the court. And I'm like, you know, uh, just it, though. And, and in my opinion, brother, they should immediately go to um, mediation immediately go to yeah. mediation. Yeah. yeah, that would be so much better. It could be resolved. So much quicker and um, uh, not clog up the court. Uh, mm-hmm. Something, something so frivolous. I'm sure it's not uh, frivolous to them. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, but uh, still, it, it it isn't something that is so. Um, I don't know. I guess important. Well, well, it's yeah. important to them because they're property, but it's something. You know, it's not a life-threatening kind of thing. So. So yeah, they could have got together and, and, and settled something, something like. That. Yeah, but they were two hotheads, so <laughs> that 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 I I said okay that that that's not going to work okay, but I I just yeah. thought that I would you know talk talk to to uh, you and and my listeners out there about that, and um, so sometimes in my you know when I'm sitting on the bench, uh, sometimes I may infuse some of my, um um you know uh principles that I use in mediation to get people to understand, um, you know, about the importance of um, diminishing any disputes and things they have and, you know, talk to them about, you know, a few other things, you know. So and I always get, you know, thank you you're much, very much, Your Honor. You know, you're you're very good. And, you know, so I, you know, then you're welcome. You know, that's my thing. Not here to not here to be mean or or, or strict with you like a lot of uh, my colleagues can be. But, you know, to be more softer so that in the, in the hopes that individuals will understand exactly what it is they need to understand so that they don't leave the courtroom and go out and do the same doggone thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so hey, now, hey, brother, hey, oh, I'm speaking of, I'm, of topics, um, uh-huh. uh, future topics of, uh, um, maybe something like generation to generation. Um, and what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, how do we improve ourselves and our families from one generation to the next? Just full mm-hmm. for That sounds good. I like that. I like that. Because, you know, that's, that's, that's on the same vein of a lot of things that you and I have talked about on this program in our previous, you know, of my previous things. And, and, and listen, um, uh, my, you know, guys out there, you can go, my, my shows are archived, so you can go and listen to them. But we have discussed, Reginald, the importance of, of generation to generation. I don't think that a lot of people understand what is, what is entailed in that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the importance of making sure that the generations after us, um, you know, that we leave them a legacy, you know, and it, and it doesn't necessarily, a lot of people say, okay, my legacy. Okay. No, that doesn't mean that you, you know, I'm leaving you my business, you know, here's, here's a house for free. And now not, not, not none of that. Now. Okay. I'm talking about things that are not materialistic at all. 
You know, I think I think that would be good. Yeah. Okay. I I like that. You know. Yeah, because you know, as I said, well, my father he had the business and he sold it to his partner. That was his business, but he should have given it to me. That was his business. Okay, right. <laughs> that okay. was his idea. Okay, you you get your own idea so that you can leave it or or do whatever it is that you want to do with it. But that was his idea and his right to do what he wanted to do with it. You know, and that's other things that clog the, the, the course up. So, yeah, so this would be good. So we need to we need to explore that. Sounds yeah, good. we should have we should have like a whole talk about that. And, I, I, you know, and I and I know a lot of my listeners out there, um, you know, would would appreciate that talk. OK, so now you, of course, you know, we're I'm, I'm sorry. Go I ahead, brother. I think Dwayne would be a good addition uh, for that talk as well. Cool. Well, you know, I'll make it a panel discussion. You know, I'll I'll even get um um I'll even get uh, Sandy, you know, back on and uh, we'll okay. make it a, a whole panel discussion. We'll you know, we'll blow it up. I think I think good. that's I think that's very good. I like it. I like it a lot, you know, because a lot of people actually do need guidance on how, you know, a lot of people don't know how because a lot of people are not lo- no longer talking about that, you know, yeah. because we've gotten yeah. so we've gotten so wound up in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Instead of, you know, you know, we're in the world. We not should be we should not be of the world, but we've gotten so uh, of the world and our minds got all of this negative chatter and all of this, you know, so yeah, I think that, I think that would be good. And I, I feel that it would be very helpful to people too. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that. All right. Now I want to, uh, let's see, I want to say this and then we're going to uh, take a break, but remember, uh, brother, I sent you a, um, I forwarded you, um, a petition from change.org this week. I don't know if you had time to check out your emails, but it was a, a petition out about the removal of a mural in Idaho on a college campus depicting a lynching of a Native American. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure if you got that or not, but I'm going to take, a, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take another break and then when we come back, we're going to discuss that. Thank you very much. that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences, with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard. Give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keys at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. 
Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me. Okay, we have a few minutes left in my show, and um, uh, we're going to continue our discussions uh, with my uh, wonderful brother, Reginald Campbell. And now before we went on break, guys, I was asking my brother, did he um, have the opportunity to check his email uh, regarding a petition from change.org? I'm sure, you know, you guys are familiar with uh, this petition um, uh, change.org. They sent out a lot of things. Um, a lot of them for the most part, um, are very, very interesting and they are also very needed to, uh, you know, for, to, you know, have support and gain, um, momentum of interest so that people will know what's happening out there in our world. I think that's a, whoever started change.org, kudos to you. Okay. So this mural, there's a mural in Idaho on a college campus and it's depicting a lynching of a Native American. And um and my my question is, well one of my I have many questions, and uh one of my questions is is that um why are we still in America keeping depictions of such on the outside walls of a college campus? I mean, uh, you know, I where, I mean, have, haven't we grown from that? I mean, you know, I, I um, not only that, you know, is is close to me because you know our grandfather um, was Cherokee, and um, but whether my grandfather, you know, was Cherokee or not, is still, you know, be it a human being, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's that is just something that is just horrendous. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, I guess the first thing I'm thinking is why. You know, just that one word, why, and why, what is the purpose, why are we still doing that, why we not um, uh, value human life, why are we not trying to be better as human beings, so all of those whys, and uh, it's really really a sad situation. I haven't seen the, the email that you that you sent me because it's been really busy this week. But, um, um, yeah, I, I guess I would just say why. Yeah. I'm, why? yeah. I mean, like really come on. Are you kidding me? Seriously? What is the matter with you? All of that, all of that, you know, you know, like, have we not grown? You know, that's offensive. Give me a break with that. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. Yeah. And I think this would be, you know, th- things of this caliber, let's say, would also be good, uh, you know, a good infuse, uh, if we, if we're gonna uh, do like generation to generation. All of these kinds of things need to be talked about and to educate and to, um, and edify, you know, um, um, you know, our listeners and things. And, um, so that, you know, who would be listening to the program, and, um, you know, as I said, for those who may be having some issues with um, knowing that, you know, let's say back in the day that they had someone who talked to them about, you know, the importance of generations and and leaving a legacy and how you should conduct yourself and things of that that nature. So, um, I, I you know, I just I, I saw that and I'm like, ah. I mean, are we ever going to move forward? I mean, really? I just, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's just, it, yeah. I, yeah. you know, and then, and then I'm thinking, okay, 
I hope that's not anything that goes to litigation. Okay. That can go to mediation because that's not something that needs to be on the books and it doesn't get heard for the next two or three years. And so in the meantime, in between time, it's still there on the wall being offensive. You know what I'm saying? Send it to mediation. Give me a call out there. If you're listening from the Idaho campus, give me a call so I can mediate the case, come to an amicable resolution so that we can move on um, as human beings as and, and as and as a country. Okay. Now I'm done with that, brother. So now there is a lady by the name of Jennifer Weinstone. And she has an article called Litigation versus Mediation, Child's Play for Understanding Your Options. Now, what she's talking about is parents. And she says that parents are more familiar with the mediation process than they may realize. She says, in fact, parents often mediate disputes between their children. They just don't know that that is what they are doing. <laughs> Something else that we have also discussed, you know, that, um, that, um, yeah, that, that, that parents, you know, do, um, mediate more often, uh, than, than not, you know, in, in resolving, um, and, and diminishing, uh, issues between their children, you know, yeah. and, um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that all you parents out there, you know, just be aware of that, that, um, you know, you're more than a, a mediator than, than you think. And, um, and I'm, and, and for all of you out there who are doing it, I'm giving you a, a an applause, a silent applause, okay? So now, Reginald, guess what I'm going to say next? Now, you know we're running out of time. We have, I have like one minute left. You know, this is why time, I'm telling you, is our most precious commodity. Use it wisely because it goes by so quickly. And I want to say thank you to all of those who listen to me and and especially my brother who is is always so um advantageous and gracious to come on and speak with me. He's he's becoming kind of a staple here. And um so um you know we had some good talks today. I hope you've enjoyed them. I hope that you've learned something from them. And should you have any questions, please give me a call on 480-283-7270. If you need someone to assist you in your um you or your family member with anything dealing with uh, mental health, Reginald's number is 480-309-7374. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for my engineer, Dave. Always kudos to him. And have a great day. Be kind to yourself and others. This is Teresa Keeves.